This program was brought to you by the Fountain of Life Church, Hope Center, Yaba, Lagos, Nigeria. As we were singing that amazing song, the Lord was saying, some people can't relate that I'm an amazing God. But sometimes you need to go beyond your feelings. Go beyond your feelings and say, Lord, I'm not Lord, running dry. Open your mouth and say, Jesus, you're the cup that will never run dry. So I can never be in lack. I can never be in lack. Not in lack of your presence. I yet to encourage somebody. God is a good God. He's not a good God that does bad sometimes. He's a good God all the time. In spite of your difficulties, in spite of what you've experienced, in spite of what you've seen, Jesus is a good God. Jesus is a good God. I might not understand it. I might not feel it. I might not have all the answers. But Jesus is a good God. be seated today's getting interesting i'm going to share it's funny we don't know how the service is going to be we're going to be doing i'm going to be doing tag team with my husband you can clap this is the part where you clap <laughs> in 2011 i was asking the lord I came out of a very painful relationship. But those of us that were in um, the discipleship class, remember some of us, I won't give you the expo now, there's something that Fountain is built. There, there are three institutions, Mountain of Influences, that Fountain believes that if we can get it right in those places, every other part will be affected, right? And one of it is family. And that's why we're a family-oriented church. God has helped us. We have learned from our pastors how to treat women right. And we've learned from our pastors how to love men right and submit. We've learned how to raise godly seed. We joke about it. And fountain is where you see great-grandfather, grandfather, child, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren. It's like a generation. We're just there because at the end of the day, what was the first institution God created? Again? Why? Is from that place. And I'll show you why. Psalm 127. It says children are the arrows in the hands of the Lord. Children are what God uses to judge the enemy. Godly seed, I mean. When God wants to, want to deal with the enemy, he raises godly seeds. You see why there's a lot of pressure on how we're raising our kids, what they believe, their identity. Because if we can get that, what are we talking about? So in 2011, I was one of those people that believe where I date was, was be where I marry. Amen? If I say yes to you, I must marry you. <laughs> God save us from a religious... Thank you, babe. I'm good. God save us from a religious mindset. So if you are here now, the thing is not making sense. I say, because I've given my life to Christ. 
Since before I was born. How will it be? I date, I break up. I date, I break up. A broken relationship is better than a broken marriage. So I just came out of that and God saved me. It didn't work. Glory to God. Anyways, I said, God, and that's what we want to talk about today. Show me what marriage is. I've heard about what marriage is from the experiences of people. But you, the author of marriage, show me. Is it possible to have heaven on earth in marriage? Is it possible to have a drama-free marriage? Is it possible to be on a mission in a marriage? Is it possible that my exes and God say, whoa, interesting. See, guys, you need to know my journey with God, I've been praying to God to have a revelation to see heaven. As one knows, I want to see heaven. People say, I saw the heaven, I saw angels. Me, hey, Joe, show me. I want to see it. I know I've seen things, but ah, I want to see Jesus. My sister is very annoying. She said, Oh my God, he said, I just came. I said, Where are you? Where are you coming from? But the one time God wanted to show me Jesus, he showed me a man of love. And this is the first time I'm publicly sharing this. And I'm sharing this because we're a church family. And even if you are married, it's time for you to align with God and do it the God way. God is the pain. Well, the world is waiting for the manifestation of our marriages. The world is waiting for the manifestation of your singleness. It's only when you are married that you manifest. Your singleness has to be all. Because God did not say, I will use those that are married. He didn't say, I will pour my flesh spirit on only those that are married. Right? And then he showed me this vision. I was on the stairs. And everybody was, everybody was going in pairs. And they, I felt alone. It became dark. And I heard a voice. You are never alone. If you enter a relationship because you feel you're alone, that's the beginning of problem. Because the worst thing that can happen to you is to be married and still be lonely. And he said, you're never alone. The next thing I saw Jesus. <laughs> that's the first time that God showed me like... Now, I'm not saying that, I don't know. You should show me a person that is Jesus. Amen? It's my Jesus. <laughs> he didn't show me another time. And he just came. And he, just, he was holding me. He put his, ah. Let me hold you. Some of you want something you've not seen. And until the Lord opens your eyes to catch a revelation, even dog can look like man. The Lord brought all the animals before Adam. He didn't tell him, this is your wife. When you dwell in the presence of God, deep will call unto deep that this is it. Remember when Adam is coming from fellowship, animals, he said, goat, donkey. But when he saw Eve, ah, ah, this, how? Fellowship. Exactly. And then Jesus helped me, and we're going. And all of a sudden, I'm on Jesus' style. People were screaming, Jesus, they're trying to catch his attention. Jesus, he did not even answer. His attention was on me. Come this way. Come this way. We got there where there was a table, and he pulled the seat, says, sit down now. This is my revelation. I'm not saying that. It's in your Bible. This is my revelation. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> and he pulled the chair, and we sat down. And one, it was like, sir, they want to talk to you. And he turned. I am busy. I'm with her. I'm with her. And he faced me. And he said something that changed my life. You may see, any man that doesn't treat you like this, question if he truly loves me. 
because I am love. See, eh? I woke up. That's why they dropped me from. I said, hey! Because I was coming from a place where I've heard so many narratives. When you marry your first one, you're married, must be turbulence. Must be turbulence. When you marry, when you're dating someone, you must be dramaful. When you're marrying, you, I've heard all sorts. And I'm saying, even if you are married and you have experienced all sorts, guess what? There comes a time you say, enough is enough. In the beginning, and you go back to it. And then that happened, and I eventually met. So I started changing how I believe. So it, what that vision did to me was not to tell me so much of how a man should treat me, but how I should view myself. I started to view myself as the beloved of God. And he won't just throw me anywhere. He won't just throw me anywhere. So how, how, do, how am I supposed to behave as the beloved of God? And it changed my narrative. And eventually when I met my husband, and I said, dude, and we're talking, amen? The Lord started giving us, number one, if you want a drama-free marriage, you must be drama-free yourself. If you, when you get married, after the wedding, that marriage, another you doesn't, so when you, that wedding dress, you see, it's the nasty you, God forbid, nobody's nasty here, the nasty you that is wearing that gorgeous dress that will go to the house nasty. Is the angry you. But that changed my life. And we got married. Or we started dating, rather. And we thought we were crazy. People were saying, no, this will happen. I said, mm. now this is a testimony. I was showing you some yesterday. I might as well come up and take it off from there. Why is this important? I'll show you in the scripture. And why this family, you will not just look good. We saw something yesterday, and we don't say this to, uh, we saw something yesterday of certain people. Ha! Ah. Before you say yes and amen to everything online, check your spirit and pray. A lot of people are looking good for the ground, but they are not happy. And God is saying enough of that. We're not called to be, what's that word? Actors, but to live the true life of Christ. So, before my husband came, I had that revelation. I went to scripture. Show me what marriage is. Ephesians 5. It says, man, love your wife as Christ loved the church. That's where he first of all hit me. I said, what? I said, so you need to understand. How did Christ love the church? He died for the church. He sacrificed for the church. He put the church above himself. He was conscious of the church. He corrected the church. He was using the rod and the carrot approach, the stick. He was not just loving them. No, no, no. He was correcting. He was pruning. He was investing. He was defending. He was growing. He was cultivating. He was nurturing. We are the image of Christ Jesus, the church. Meaning when the Lord looks at the church... He sees his glory and he smiles. Meaning when the man looks at his wife, when people look at your wife, husband, you had better be doing a great job. Not just by her looks. When they look at your wife, do they see the glory of God? It shows how much you've nurtured that woman. That's one. Wife, submit. Why did he submit? He had power to call the angels to kill all the army. But he didn't do that. Submission is power under subjection. He chose, he could just, he could do anything, but he could, he didn't because of what? He's compelled. She's com he was compelled by his love. Woman, submission is not a feminism, a mananism. A, it's not any, submission is not you becoming less of a woman. Submission is embracing who God has made you to be as a woman. And putting your own quarter 
in the marriage. So when two people come together having the understanding like this, their marriage is set for, for bliss. And I kept saying it. I would never have a better yesterday. I would, and we're going to pray as my husband comes. I, I kept seeing people were laughing at me. I didn't even have a relationship. I didn't have anything. I said, I would never have a better yesterday. My marriage is from glory to glory. My Boaz comet, my, this is how he looks. He loves me as Christ loved the church. He is this, he is that. People were, so where's the guy? I say, he's coming. You've not seen him, he's coming. So if you're single here, I need to open your mouth. And you see, not just, oh, he's tall, he's this, he's that. That's good, amen? That's another day. But my question is, do you want to look good? Or you want to have heaven on earth in your marriage? We are living proof of how God has taken us from glory to glory. We have never had a better yesterday. Never had a better yesterday. No matter what we go through. Never had a better. And how? The Holy Spirit. He will not allow you to go to bed angry. Never. My, I will be go, my husband will say, go back. And I will turn. My husband is coming too. I will just jam. I'm like, I'm sorry, laughing. What happened? He told you, he said, he told me too. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost to love. You need the Holy Ghost. The reason why you're saying is my own. You don't have the, if you love Jesus, you will know that you cannot put your relationship with Jesus on the line because of your ego. You won't do it. I know that if I'm not at peace, how will I go and worship Jesus? If I'm angry with my spouse, with the loved ones, and there's not a character of only two person you want to marry, even to your neighbor. So jump on your feet. And we're going to pray. Say, Father, just begin to create what you want to see. How as Christ, I call forth, the, if you're not married, say, Father, Lord, I call forth the bone of my bone, the flesh of my flesh made in your image. God, make me the kind of woman that you can trust me with your son. Some of you are praying to God, send me a man, but can God trust you with a son? If you are married and your wife is a grabber and I said, God, give us the grace to love like Christ. Give us the grace, oh God, to serve like Christ. Give us the grace, oh God, to nurture you, to love you, to grow you, to make you better in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout, from today, today. is from glory, glory to glory. To glory. From strength. From strength to strength. To strength. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's jam our hands together. Please, you may be seated. So, um, so you see, that's what happens when you marry a very, very anointed woman or girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure some of you are like, ah, she love, love, looking very, very strict. He's looking so, you know, very, very strong. <laughs> Praise God. Um, okay, so also because um, we're stepping into the popular week of Valentine's. So my wife knows. It's not like I don't believe in Valentine's. Let's be careful. I like love, and I think you should show it every day. But here is now what I have found. I have found that Valentine has been the period where people are pressured to show what they are not. Shall I tell you why? If you truly live a life of love and your partner knows that you truly love them, there will be no major emphasis on a particular day. Some women are not clapping. 
But some men are clapping more. However, you know there must also be a balance. However, there are some men that have not really understood how to show love. Now, you must understand something that I show love the way I like to receive love. So, Olumide is a gift person. For those that know, I love gifts. I want to open new things. I like new stuff. So, you guys listen. So, on my birthday, my wife decided to surprise me out of the norm. Like, I didn't expect it. She just said, young man, pack your bags. We are traveling. Ah, ah. Eh? You know? And the, the morning of my birthday, I found myself in a totally different city, a totally different continent, you know, and I was like, ah, ah. You know, then I went to Obodoyibo Hotel, and inside the hotel, I already saw happy birthday with roses. I'm like, ah, did you travel before me? Or how did you get there? You know, and she did all that. You know, then we went to one nice place. Ah, it was so good. Now, why are you like this? Mr. Nami, my wife was now talking to me yesterday. And she was saying, Ah, oh, Lumide, do you remember? And I said, So, what did you do for my birthday again? God knows. I was not using it to spite. I honestly, honestly had forgotten. Honest. You know, the last time I did like this, some people came to come and meet me. I honestly forgot because I'm a gift person. You see, Emmanuel bought me this Bible. I'm not going to forget you because I'm a gift person. Now, look at my wife is an experienced person. In fact, okay, see what even caused the conversation. I was trying to form, oh, I'm, I'm giving into the experience. My wife was like, you experience. What did I do for your birthday? I'm like, um, what did you do? All I was thinking of, what did I get? What, what tangible monetary, financial, giftily thing? Now, why am I saying that? You give love in the order in which you, you wish to receive it. A lot of men are stuck giving women the kind of love they want to receive, forgetting that part of the thing about love is love is selfless. You must also find out what she loves. So one of the things I found, find out that Valentine's Day offered to women is for once, a man is made to think beyond himself to say, what does she like? (laughs) And that is why I want us to blend this thing. And we have also found out that, you know, we don't want to be a church that is very, very, very spiritual. I know some of you come here. Let me just even tell you, I know some of you are here because you feel that this is that uh, staring place where you just collect fire. Then you now take the fire and go. We know some of you are looking at you. Just joking. But we don't want to raise a generation that is very, very spiritually minded, but that is morally and every otherwise bankrupt. And that is why it's important that we also talk about this thing. So, in case you came here and you will still banoje. But we want you to be balanced in your world. And that is essentially what we are up about. All right. So, it's often said and we know that once a purpose of a thing is not known, 
the abuse of it becomes inevitable. Now, we are not just in a generation where we don't know the purpose of marriage. We are in a generation where people are also changing the purpose of marriage. We all know that a man is a man. He has testicles. A woman is a woman. She has, you know. But the world is telling us that no, sir. We have new definition. So it's also very important that you don't just feel like you know marriage. You also are working to ensure that the proper definition of marriage is what you're standing by. And that is why you can never understand marriage if you don't understand God. Why? Because God, God is love is actually the first sign of marriage. It's not you loving your neighbor. Mm -mm. It's actually loving God. And I will start by, what we have done is we've gotten, we started dating, then we now say we need God. No, ma. No. No. And I'll tell you why. If I date you in my natural human element, my natural human element is selfish. Do you get it? If I date you in my normal element, I date you because I feel you are of value and I can take from you. It's my natural element. I don't get into a partnership if it's not beneficial. I don't get into a relationship if I'm not getting something. I don't get into, into, into a joint venture if I don't feel that I can get something from you. If it's just about being together, I'm sure you know that there are people that you can be together with. But why is our being together such an issue? Because we want to be with the right person. We want someone that will complement. We want someone that will take the burden off. We want someone that will help us. Now, that in itself is not bad. But if that is the only thing that drives you, what you will do is you will be a taker. And you will never be a giver. The way marriage works is we all have a common pot. This is the pot of marriage. We all give into it. Marriage is not who takes more, it's who gives more. And you cannot fully see as much as it is mm, and it's looking deep. You can never come into that consciousness of how to do it right. Except you come from the very first person that gave the most. Are you listening? It's not who take it. It is who that give it. And the only person that can truly teach you how to give. For the Bible says, for God so loved. What is he saying? I want to quantify love and I'm doing what? Giving. I want to show what love means and I give. Now, what am I giving? The Bible makes us understand that Abraham gave, Cain gave. So we now want to ask ourselves, is it just giving? No. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only premium, priceless. I can't get two of it. If I give it, I lose it. The Bible says, Cain gave, Abel gave. But one gave something that could be easily trashed. The other said, I'm going to give you the fattest. I'm going to give you the finest. I'm going to give you the most beautiful. So you must understand that the very idea of showing love is something God created. The world can only fabricate it. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? He gave his only begotten son. Why did he give his only begotten son? Because he felt that you were worth it. And that is why we now start to talk about worth in people. Because of, number one, societal factors, relationship, and your personal background, every single human is not whole. Take it. 
every single human is not whole. Because the Bible makes us understand that from the day you came into the world, sin came into you. Already you are already second hand. The moment you became human and you were born, you were not whole. You were already a sinner. Now, Christ came to redeem us from that curse. To now make us renewed. Now, the Bible shares something. It said, the love of God is what? By what? No, are we there? Some of you are looking at me very lost. Please, don't worry. We'll get, we'll get to the very exciting parts very soon. The Bible says the love of God was shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Meaning that God seeing that you are not complete said, I need to complete this person. Let me send Jesus. Jesus, Jesus living says, I cannot leave you because I know that if I leave you, you will still go back to your state of incomplete. I will send for you a helper. And he introduced the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit now shares the love of God abroad in our hearts. So do you understand what my wife was saying when she said you cannot really love right if you don't have the Holy Spirit? Because your personal elements will come in. And is it not funny that the Lord would liken the woman to the Holy Spirit? Helper. Help me. Because even from the time of Adam, Adam that was without sin, he still knew he needed helper. Do you guys understand? If you don't get why it is existing, you will make a mess of it. The reason why your narrative of I will not have a better yesterday or my marriage will be heaven on earth will truly work is if you understand the tenets of marriage. It's not just a confession thing. You have to be intentional. Right? I came from a very, very bad relationship. But I knew better that, okay, my past was X, Y, Z. I had to cut off those ties. Some of us, we don't burn our last bridges. Then we crash into another person's life. And you are now bringing your old lifestyle to come and contaminate that person. It will be difficult for you to have heaven on earth. So back to what I was saying. The Bible says the love of God was shed in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes and he starts to show you the things you need to live like him. And that is where we now get the fruits of the Spirit. Because every time you want to show that you are in sync with God, it is expressed by your fruit. Are we there? He's looking very serious now. But we must, we must get this, very, this first part. So that when we now start to talk about, is he fair, is he dark, is he Malian, is he whatever, we know what we are talking about. This one is the core. It's the core of why you should get married. Now, why did God give us the Holy Spirit to help us? To help us do what? 50 marks. I'm asking. Help us do what? I will not leave you comfortless. I will send you to the Holy Spirit. To do what? I'm asking now. Ma? To leave the word ahead? To guide us into all truths, Hoshay Bible scholars. To reveal Jesus to us. Uh-huh. To remind us of everything Jesus said. Okay. So that Jesus Christ can live in us. I like that. It's one of those answers, it's one of those questions that everybody is right. Uh-huh. However, another thing that he also did was so that we can live a life of Christ on earth now if you know 
you, we all know that living this life of Christ can be difficult. In fact, the only assurance that we have that we will make it is because we have help. So, my wife is talking and she says, we get into an argument. You press the toothpaste from on top. I press it from the middle. Why can you press it like that? We don't have those kind of arguments, but I'm just saying. And the only thing says, okay, your marriage, toothpaste. Is that what we are up about now? But she's wasting toothpaste. How can somebody pray? And he's like, who gave you the money to buy the toothpaste? Eh, but how can she be a wasteful somebody? Then he also goes to her and he's like, okay, maybe he's having a bad day. Because normally your husband would not be shouting about toothpaste. He's more intelligent than that. And he's like, I know, but why? Is it because he's the one buying the toothpaste? He's like, no, you should be completing me. It's not about you or him bringing the money. It's about the two of you having money to spend. That's what matters. And you get into those conversations with the Holy Spirit. Not with another person. Not with Shade, Shade, Shade. Did you see what my husband just said? Shade ain't going to be there. Shade is dealing with hers. Then the Holy Spirit now comes and says, you know what? Your peace of mind is better than your justice. I know you feel like you are pained right now. But if you talk about it, I'm sure you see that you didn't mean it the way you feel. So she comes and she's like, God, so I'm the one that is going to have to apologize now. Then me, I'm also in that space. Saying, Olumde, why are you shouting over toothpaste? Really, why? Quantify everything Missy has done in your life. Is it toothpaste that will spoil it? You know, you can never get into that type of relationship if the Holy Spirit does not have access. You can't. You can't. And that is why when God started to liken his love with the fruits, it started to make sense. So he said the first fruit of the spirit is what? Love. The second one is what? And the third one? I hand. Let's get to patience. You see, I used to tell my wife something that when we talk about fruits, I'm sure some of you just remember apples, orange, pineapples. Which other one? I just watched something. They said it's not banana, it's bananas. Yeah. How many of you saw it on Instagram? But how many of you know that lime is a fruit? Lime. How many of you just say, you know what? I'm really thirsty. Can I just get a bottle of lime? No. In fact, the only way some of you are still stuck with lime is because you are fit farming. Yeah. 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 How many people don't wake up and say, you know what, nothing refreshes me more than the sweet love of cucumbers or garden egg? Sorry, I, I know you like cucumber. I can see you say, I like it. I like it. But you see, there are certain fruits that are not common. And God is saying that I'm part of that too. So you see why God will say that I want to introduce love as a sign of the Holy Spirit. I also want to introduce patience. Then he now gets even deeper. He now says, perseverance. Why? Why why perseverance? Because he understands that when you get into marriage with an imperfect being, with God that is the perfect one, it takes time for me to work the two of you out to become perfect. And while that is going on, you need patience to know that God is working a work in him. So with everything that has happened in me and my wife, do I not still fault Amma? My wife will still come and say, Olimde, can I just beg you? When, when, when we all finish eating, wash your plates. 
Sometimes it gets too difficult because you sit on the couch, you're Netflixing, I've been the one cooking, I'm the one washing the plates, I'm the one that will tidy the kitchen, and I didn't marry a slave. I didn't. So let me just balance it for some men that feel that your throne is that chair in your house that you sit on and they serve you. You understand? It's totally different. No. No. She's your helpmate. She's not supposed to die there. Right? And I say, okay, I will wash the plates. Then two days later, I wash the first day. I try. Second day, I eat the food. I slept up. I left the plate beside me. She's not I'll carry it away and wash it. It's the love, it's the, it's the spirit of God that also breeds perseverance and patience that will tap, and, tap, tap me and say, or she used to tap me and say, you forgot your plate, but I've washed it. I forgive you. Please, let's try next week. By the time she says that once or twice, there's also the spirit of God in me that is saying, Olumide, like every gift you can take for granted, don't take her for granted. Do you understand how it works? Do you get it? You know, marriage is an eye-opener, and I'll tell you why. You see, when we were dating, gish, 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 the love is shocking me, it's shocking me, it's shocking me. You know, you sing all the song, I can be your hero, baby. And you can't collect gun, you can't collect bullets. It's okay. Now, what that does for you is, you see, when you are in the euphoria of love, hmm, there is every tendency that you don't put a lot of caution to things. You want to go the extreme length. You know, you can fight police for a case. I'm not singing any song. Get it out of your mind. Yeah, you know. You can do anything. You see, the time you marry, you now start to analyze. What can't you do, Jesus? Why is that so? For guys, number one, every guy is into conquest. Now, it's not that you're conquering the woman. No. You're conquering the mountain of marriage. Then you want to conquer the mountain of finance. Then you want to conquer... You are, you are always a conqueror. That's how genetically... God created you. Hmm? You are, you must understand that. People were saying that when Adam, Adam saw his wife, at the bone of my bone, he's dating her. At the flesh of my flesh. He married her, finished. Something happened. It's not the wife you gave me. What happened? He was done with that feeling of euphoria. He's on to the next thing. You understand? Now, you get into marriage and... Now this is the person that you've always professed love to. Now you sleep, you see her, you wake, you see her, you eat, you see her, she farts, you see her. She, everything, now you're seeing each other. For a guy, one of the things you now start to ask yourself is, hmm, okay, is this all? Oh, I don't know she scratch her head like this. Hmm. I really don't like the way she does one or two things. What do you need right there? Gentleness. So many times in marriage, we are so quick, we want to change that person fast, fast. 
you don't press it from under. You don't talk like that. You don't do like this. And you get into a season where all you are doing is you are, you are trying to cross correct because all of a sudden it looks like as if all the picture that you painted in your head is about to crash land. Oh my God, I'm about to have a panic attack. This is not what I saw. Ah! No, don't do this. Don't do this. No. Calm down. You need gentleness. And personal example. So, I'm the only child. Let me tell you one of the symptoms of only children. As stingy. Yes. Because life has not taught us how to share. It's not that we wanted to. We have not just experienced giving like that. Share you get. I've never had the opportunity to tell somebody, no, I'm not giving you my cloth. Because it's locked up in my wardrobe. I've never had the opportunity of saying, no, you can use my perfume. So, you do you understand why now? Everybody knows I lock my perfume in my car. Because Missy, you're dangerous. You can use the perfume to bath. We are singing unto the Lord, singing hallelujah. And I'm like, no, ma. My perfume is sacred. Feel it. Leave it alone. So, we have not been really given that opportunity to share. And as an only child, you will receive more than you have to give out. Because you are the only one of your mother. They'll say, oh, I'll enjoy again. you are the only son. Oh, yeah, take this. Oh, yeah, chop biscuit. Oh, yeah, do this. Oh, yeah, do that. So you have lived that life where all of my help come from somebody. You now get into marriage. And marriage will be a very good leveler. Because marriage does not say, determine whether you want to share. No. Is giving. You share your body. Aha. You share your time. You share resources. You share every single thing. It's almost like that person now has legal right to say, give me because we are together. Yeah. So, the perfume you smell on your body, somebody is now saying, no. The two bodies have become one. Now, you are smelling, body, you are smelling perfume on one side of the body. Can I use it on the other side of the body? Now, you get into that, and the first thing you notice is that you now are really trying to show giving. But don't forget something that for me, I have lived for almost 20-something. I got married 20-something. For over 20-something years of my life, at that point in time that I get married, do you think that the habits of 20-something years of my life will vanish just like that? No. So my wife now started to help me to open up small, small. So my wife will come and say, ah, we need to do. I, I already knew that I had to because of God. Don't forget, I hear the Holy Spirit. You tell me, don't be stingy. Come on, release it, release it. You know? But she understood where I was coming from. So she would not start and say, you know, we are married, Abby. You know everything you have is mine. When you say that, you put me under attack. I will panic. Because I'm not used to it. You want to swerve me. You understand? Why am I saying all this? We got into marriage. And typical of me, I felt that, you know what? Law school, law school. Go to work, I go to work. This concept of you want to be housewife, I'm not feeling it. No, it's not my resources that is going to die on the line. We have a kingdom to build. We need to save together to build that kingdom. So, when we were cutting, I said, ah, auntie, you know both of us, we came from 
very humble background, you need to pick up a job. She was like, yeah, that even though she's doing this love for God, that she really wants to work, that is, in fact, it's like she wants to work, but God is the one pulling her back. You're going to do this work. You know, and she got a job, and we started to do it, and, you know, we started to save towards the wedding, you know, and, of course, as a man, you know that, that your wife is contributing. Does not mean that you don't have to top it up. Men, are we hearing? Uh-huh. That she's now, does not now mean that you are now going to, uh-huh. let me just say it that way. She again. So, of course, I was putting more, but I was happy that she was contributing. And I used to tell her something. I said, when I want you to contribute, it's not so that I particularly want you to help me. I want you to start to get the independence of you can protect and you can provide for yourself. Because as much as we love life, anything can happen. You also don't want to create a woman that is so dependent on you that she cannot also stand on her own. And men, just wake up. I'm coming. You see that need for independence that you want. When independence comes, I hope you can manage because it's the same man too that when the wife now starts to make money more than him, that's how they say she's not respecting me. What do you want? So you that you are asking for independence, be sure that you can manage independence. Anyways, so she started working and, you know, we started saving towards marriage. It was very good. We got married. Ah, our wedding like this. Hey, fun fair. Everybody happy. Blah, 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 blah. Marriage has finished. We travel. We honeymoon. We come back. We are hard. Yes. Auntie came to me. I feel the leading of the Lord. That the Lord wants me to do something else with my life. Now, disclaimer, she had already told me that, Olimde, you see this life I'm called for. You know what it's like. So it was not the news to me. FYI, it wasn't new. I knew what I was getting married. I knew who I was getting married to. And I knew what it was going to entail. That at some point, I would have to allow her fly. Now, another thing I want to beg of you guys, if you are a man in this house, the biggest things that will ever make you successful is not your house. It's not. It's how you make your wife feel and how your children feel about you. Write those two things down. Because it's funny because I was reading the book of Solomon and Solomon is one person that thrills me because if Solomon was a poor man, hmm, all the things he wrote, you would have said that Kolowolonshe is a broke ass. He's broke. If he, was, if he was wealthy, you would know that life truly is not meaningless. I'll hear some people say, it's better for me to cry in a jeep than to cry on a keke. It's because you are still poor. Because if you are rich, you know that if you are truly crying, jeep, keke, it can't help you. Something is burning on your inside and you feel that the things of the outside can quench it. No. So Solomon was somebody that God said, I'm going to give you wisdom, but I'm also going to give you wealth. Now, someone that had extreme wisdom, had extreme wealth, how can he write books and say everything is meaningless? Have you thought about it? The Bible says, if you look at the Bible, uh, um, um, Ecclesiastes verse 2, Solomon said, every single thing that my eye could see that was good, I made sure I had it. Now I understood why he had 300 wives and 700 concubines. He couldn't spare. She's fine, but she asked people to give me. She's fine, but he did not spare. Meaning that he got to the space of his life where every single thing he could ever desire or want, he had. But at the end of it, he still said it is vanity. The things that really make a man are the things that God gives you to do. If you want to get satisfaction by yourself, you will lose it. Why am I saying that? I understood that the essence of marriage for me and Emisi was beyond my need to have sex, 
was beyond my need to feel good, was beyond the ability to wear a ring and go to a place and say, yes, I'm married. What's going on here? And get a certain level of respect. I knew that it had to be something that we were to co-build together. Why did I say so? When I found that out, I understood that I need to allow her be all that God has called her to be. And that is why I started by saying for you as a guy, if you have not come to understand that part of this marriage is not to curtail the gifts of your wife, but to allow you to find expression, you still don't have what it takes to get married. So I got to that place where I said I could forever compel this woman to do a nine to five and get married to a woman that is not satisfied at home, that is cranky, that is always tired. After a while, it will rub off on me. And guess what? I can't sleep with the salary she brings. The salary will not give me joy. But I can allow her flourish. Pray to God that truly brings the increase. To bring the increase. And we will be fine. And she will live life. And you see, if you live with a woman that is not happy, there is nothing that can happen. You will not be happy. Not because she's going to cobar you, but because the two of you are one. It's two, the two of you are one. It, have you ever felt a way that your hand has weak low, but it has no corresponding pain on your head? You will feel it on your head now. Say you understand. You hit your leg on the door. Why is it that the headache is coming to the head? Because all of them are connected. If your wife is angry, there's no possible, or she's hurting, that you yourself will not feel headache. So I started to say, you know what? Okay, what do you really want to do? This was where I went back into the place of prayer. Okay, God, you know where I am. You know where I am. I want, I, I want us to be able to provide for our means. I want us to be able to do blah, blah, blah. I want us to be able to save. And he said, okay. And while I said, I said, madam, please, for now, don't resign. And she obeyed. You see, some of us will say, lie, lie, the Lord said. At the point in which you get married as a woman, you must understand that your husband is your first authority. Yes. Yes. The reason why Jesus could tell his mother and father that don't you know I'm in my family was because he was not married. That's the truth. If he was married, he would have to ask his wife. Because the two of them are one. You don't understand. What binds them is covenant. And Bible says, my covenant with you I will not break. God does not break covenant. So I had to say, you know what? For now, please do not let me think about it. And she could trust that I would think about it. Some of us are here. I will think about it four years going. What are you thinking about? You are dating a girl. I'm not sure where to. Yeah, I, I want to marry you. But you have been. She has, you have given her ring now. Five years is going on six. What's your intention in life? Why? You understand? And I told her, you know, I'll think about it. And guess what God was doing while I was thinking about it? He was trying to actually assure me that it is him that actually provides for my home. Because I was very fixated on my salary. I was very fixated on how much he was bringing in. And God was trying to tell me, that bliss you want is not going to come just because you are earning XYZ. I am the one that brings increase. I, and after a while, I said, you know what? I see that you are in pain. I can't forget. I said, I, one of the things I felt that my wife was, you will know when your, your partner is doing, when they are struggling. Men, women, can we be sensitive? I saw that this woman... It's like she's a butterfly. You know that process, egg, lava, pupa, adult for butterflies. It's like as if I was keeping her in a pupa stage. Like she wants to flap out and I'm just saying no, no, no. Come on. 
And I said, you know what, let's do it. And she resigned. Yes, did I do it afraid? Yes, I did it afraid. But then, as I said, your focus goes back to God. That brings the increase. Let me give you guys a shocker. I have never in my life received the gift of millions. This woman has received it in her gifting. Not work, her giftings. There are certain seeds that I've always dreamed of sowing, that she's the one that pioneers it first. Don't even get me started on the bliss I have in my home. The fact that I can go home and I see a woman that is worshipping God, she's broken before him. Do you know what that does to me? It means that this woman is in the hands of God. She can't hurt me. And I will trade that because I want a certain bank's 205,000, 214,000, 245,000. I will trade that. Now, for everybody, it's peculiar. There are some people that the Lord needs you to be very financially stable as a woman. Please, you need to understand. Like I said, God gave me Emisi. There is a DNA that follows marrying Emisi that I need to key into. If we were probably married to an Ibuku Awoshika, making her an Emisi would be difficult because she has to be a leader in the marketplace. Right? So you see that there's no, there's really no stereotype on how to be a man. You must just condition yourself to be the man of the woman God has given you. You don't get that. A man is macho. A man is the one that works. A man is the one that is good. But there are some times that God says, okay, what if I give you a woman that I want to use in her field? How do you also manage her? How do you live, live with her to give her the kind of respect and she gives the kind of respect that she does. Gentleness. And she started to help me by, okay, Olumide, this is what we have, okay. She knew that now the resources was one. So it's not every day she'll come and say, Olumide, let's go out and eat. We could do that when both of us were earning. But when one person stopped, now she knew that the resources was one. We had to work on you understand? We have to work together. Then I also knew that I have to be more transparent with my spending because it's our wealth. If we squander it, we are in trouble. You understand? And I can remember that after f- how many years of marriage now? Four going on five? Yeah. Every time I buy things, I still have to show her. So Olumide likes to shop. Disclaimer. I like the good things of life. I like gifts. Yeah? If you don't buy for me, I buy for myself. So that we are not fighting. Yeah. I don't need. To... So I, I like stuff. So I'm on eBay. I'm on Amazon. I'm on, uh, what's that? Macy's. I'm on Zara. I'm like, mm, one she salesman. Okay. But then I now also remember. Somebody is saying, I see you in uh, <laughs> Then I also remember just before I clicked back, the money is not just your money, sir. Then I remember, what if we have to do, what if she wants, and I'll not, ah, I can't buy it, oh. Hey, oh. Then sometimes I come and meet me, see, me see, I want to buy something. I'm the one working. But you see, when you come into that level of relationship, you know that it is actually not who is doing the money, bringing the money. It's actually what are we doing together with it. 
So you see that even if tomorrow the, the tide changes and the Missy is the one that is anymore, it will be the same. It will be the same. Because I have been able to tell her, look, this is it. Another very controversial topic, joint savings. Once we have joint accounts, men and brethren of the cross, I and my wife, we don't have a joint account. Why? You see, in your space of growing your marriage, you must know what works, you must know what is progressional, and you must know what is instant. So I told my wife, for now, I'm not yet there to start joint accounts. Is it that I don't love you? Of course I do. But I just don't know how it works. So I said, you know what we are going to do? Let's start by having a project account. What is a project account? Okay, we want to go for summer this year. Good. That's the project. Oh, yeah. Let's create an account for it. Okay, Olumide, every month we provide this. This is a project account. Guess what? A project account is still a joint account. It's just something that I'm trying to tell myself to allow me to enter into it gradually. You said? Then also because of the way Missy gives. Now, practical example. Listen. Missy calls me and she says, oh, Lumi, somebody blesses me with XYZ amount in dollars. I say, ah, ah, nice one, oh, keep up. She said, ah, but I need to do something with it. I need Naira. I say, ah, ah, you know me now. Let's transfer. So I gave her the Naira equivalence and I was supposed to get the money in dollars. But I said, oh, hold it. Ah. No, what? You see, some of you have trust issues. Then we get to a very powerful service that I think I was the one preaching. And I was the one preaching. And me, ah, was strong in this same altar. And my wife said that I just felt late. And they opened the offering basket. And the $100 is inside the offering basket. And I called the VC. I said, ah, please, oh, that $100, I need to put it into the dumb account so that, you know, our project now of travel is Google. She said, ah, Essa. That was a strong move. I said, mm. strong move. <laughs> and she said, I just felt that the Lord, now listen guys, I just felt that the Lord wanted us to sow that into what he was doing. Now, listen to me. I have come to believe that God leads this woman. So she cannot use God said as a manipulating gimmick for me. When she says it, I know there was a move. I know. Because at the point in which I left, I told her that, you know what, do this work. A lot of people keep asking me, Olumide, how do you do it? My wife wants to go into ministry, but I also feel that she's lazy. I want her to do work, blah, blah, blah. And I tell her, that, see, I don't know what will work for you, but every time I've seen this woman hold this mic, I see things happen. There is always a performance there's always something I see. There's always, I can testify. 90% of the people I see in this room, I met through her. It's funny. Aka and I went to school together. She literally brought Aka and I closer. Because it will get to say that Aka will be talking to me, see, I'll be like, ah, egg by me. In fact, there was one that made me laugh, a friend of I, Bubemi, who we went in church. Bubemi was having a conversation with my wife in his car. And I came to say hi. Say Olum day hi, and he wound up again. <laughs> I have the gift of God too. They call me Bishop, in it. So I've come to understand that this woman has a peculiar anointing. Let me explain something to you guys. Did you know that Emissy's anointing multiplied when she got married? 
Did you also know that he also multiplied because I let it? I, I could have quenched it. I could have turned this woman into a working machine, into just a woman that knows figures in the bank and is bringing home bacon. And see how many lives would have been waiting to receive God. So when she comes and she says, Olumde, I felt a staring. Know this, I never think my wife is a spendthrift. It is not a conversation because the gifts of God is in us. She loves me too much to be a spendthrift. My wife can't just look at me and say, I go chop your money. No, sir. No, ma. It's not a gift she carries. You understand? If anything, she's the one that calls me, Olumide, this year, you have enough Zara shoes. Let us do kingdom project, kingdom advancement. Let us build and save for this, da, 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 da. I know that kind of woman. So when she comes and she says, Olumide, I felt a leading. Yes, ma. You cut it, I will catch up. <laughs> do you guys understand? Um, I was leading to, yes. Joint account. So we are getting there and we are in a process of finally open one day, we we'll open joint account. Why am I saying that to some of you? Um, you see, your marriage, if it lacks vulnerability, it has died before it started. Why would God make Adam and Eve see each other and they were naked and not ashamed? Have you thought about that scripture? The Bible says, and they were both naked and they were not ashamed. Meaning that she could afford to see my belly in the portness of how it looks. And I was not ashamed to show it to her. Meaning that I could afford to see that she wears glasses, meaning that her eyesight is not perfect. And she could come to me and I could say, you know what, the place your eyes cannot see, I will lead you there. Because I don't wear glasses. We were both naked to each other. I, always, I told my wife when we were getting married, I know one of the things that we are going to have to intentionally wage a war on. And I said, it's going to be our finances, so let's watch out. Because I knew where I was coming from. And I knew that it's going to take me a while for me to get into the place where our money is my money. I mean, your money is my money. And you know the way they say it. My money is our money. But her money, no ma. It's a myth that is a lie. Her money is my money. Let me share something with you guys very briefly. Emissi wanted to go to Bethel for a spiritual program. Spiritual was US. And it was around the time that we needed to buy, we needed to pay for our rent. And cost of everything, Shah, based on who God has made us to be, was going to be about, I think, 400 or three, four. No, it was, it was about, I can't remember, Shah. Bottom line, I bought the tickets. As we were going to the airport, my wife had only $20. I'll be $200. I'll be $100. $200. She's going to, eh? Yeah. And she was going to travel like that and say, God, I'm going for your ministry. Imagine that kind of faith. I'm going, like, I'm like, hey, so now go to U.S., now go and walk. They will now call me. The day before, the Lord has been saying, Olumde, you need to sow into what she's going to do. She needs to sow into it. And I said, okay, you know what? Out of my house rent money, which was all I had, I took up about $1,000, and I changed it in dollars. And as we were at the airport, I said, oh, hey, here. You see, your marriage must be filled with how much can I outgive this person? How much can I outgive? And I gave her, and she broke down in tears, and she was kind of, I, I know where you took this money from. 
FYI, men, let them know how much you have. I did not tell her that I was a big boy. She knew that all I had that time was house rent. So this issue of my wife does not know the password to my account number. She knows the password to my phone. Kilon, what are you hiding? If you're, if you're hiding something, that means you have some, there's something that you need to work out in you. You understand? And she was crying and I was just like, don't worry, just go. She was like, well, now would you pay? I said, you know, God will do it. Isn't it God's work you're going for? She be sound like as if you're running away from me and you're going to enjoy somewhere now. It's God you're going to, you're doing. Guys, I kid you not. The next week, no, two days after, somebody calls the missy and says, the Lord particularly said that I should give you my first fruit. Okay, first fruit, but you 20K. First fruit was about almost 600,000. And my wife looked at the 600,000 and she took 500,000 and she sent it to my account. And she calls me and I was weeping on the phone. We were weeping together. God's we were saying, I love you. I will do more for you. That was all we were saying. I'm not trying to tell you a story that we have not been through. This is, this is the two of us. And keys available. And that was how God just did that. So I, I know this is a partnership that works. When there is money. Oh, FYI. So there was this business deal my wife called me into. It's you. It's you. So we had this pastor friend of ours that dealt, that deals in gold. And you know, he has just been an amazing person. He was one of the very rare people I've seen. That he flies himself from the US, I mean from the UK, on no church's budget. And I liked that. I'm like, your business must be thriving. You know? oh, God, what are you doing? Well, he says, I trade in gold, I look for buyers, I did it. I said, okay, now. So he calls us one day and he tass- the guy has taken us like a son. And he says, you know what? Let me not just give you guys fish, let me teach you guys how to fish. You know what? On this, my next consignment, bring in your money. The way I receive my interest, I would also give you the same way. Ah, I say, come on now. So the first amount he said was, I think, 2.5 million. Yes, ah, uh-uh. ah, there's nobody I didn't ask. If aunt had savings account, I would have asked. Because it was a sure deal, like this guy, ah, uh-uh. And we did that, you know, and money hook. Money did not just hook in the level of 2.5 or 2.5 million. Money was hooking like 10 million kind of hooking. Because we kept putting funds and putting funds and putting funds until the thing went if it was the Adam I knew in the Bible the woman that you gave me I don't know this man it's you that brought him into my life Ashe is a scammed at that stage in my life I just got a new job so you can't even collect salary advance or anything literally guys I kid you not there was we had no money because we had borrowed from so many people and the business was not yielding that. As my salary came, it was direct debit. It came in pew, because we had a name to protect. It's me I had, I know that we did a business with a man of God. Them is, we did the business with Olumide. We did it with Timisi. So as the money came, we kept sorting out. And I'm saying this because you will get into stages in your life where finances will raise head and there will be insufficiency in some quota. And if God allows it, I want you to know something. It's never God's intention that you suffer. 
If God allows you to go through seasons of financial constraint, there is a lesson. There is a teaching. There is a pruning. And we got to that stage of our lives where nobody knew. Even Imad did not know that sometimes I could not go to work because I did not even have money to put fuel inside my car. And I was driving a Jeep. So how would you say that this kind of person does not have the money? Ah. So I was literally waiting on paycheck to paycheck. How we ate, how we survived, I don't know. I shall know that sometimes God will send food, sometimes God will send people. Sometimes what I will do is, okay, out of the salary, before I give people that was owing me, I'll maybe take out like 50K for housekeep. You know, because I also have to be responsible for the home. I did not chase her to the street and say, Auntie, I don't care what you're going to do, go and find work. I hear some men do that. And I, and I say that, guys, if you know your wife has a laziness issue, talk about it. Right? If you know that it's that she's not putting her hands to the plow, talk about it. Don't just chase her. Anyways, what will we do? We'll get to the house. She's here. We'll play CD. We'll play Bethel. And we'll be worshipping and dancing. And we don't have money. Guys, it is what you do in that season of your life that actually tells you whether you believe that God has called you together or it's just a convenience marriage. So, we couldn't do something that we wanted to do. And it was a very trying period in our lives. We were trusting God just like we are still trusting God for the fruit of the womb. And at that season of our lives, it looked like as if he had clicked because she didn't see her period, blah, 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 blah. On December the 24th, 31st, is it 31st or 24th? I think it was the day to Christmas, yeah. December 23rd, my wife did not see her period. December 24th, she got denied visa. Everything was like as if it was going to end. And December 25th was Christmas. I don't even know how we did Christmas day. Well, I think your mom came through. It wasn't so bad, but yeah. Anyways, we will be worshipping and praising God in that place. Because we understood that there must have been something Paul and Silas contacted. It's not a fight. And I tell her, you may see, the fight is not between me and you. We are in the same army to fight the enemy. So every time I see that my weapon of warfare is ceasing to fight the devil and is now pointing towards her, I know that there's a communication gap. The devil wants to do something there. And I cross-correct. Or we cross-correct. Right? Lastly, one of the things that we said we never do is we never live, we never sleep without talking about anything that is paining us. Now, that is very difficult because every time you need to tell someone that you love so much, that they have hurt you so much, it can be very, very difficult because the first thing you get into your mind is, how can you hurt me this bad? You should know better. And it's very difficult when you have to now tell the same. You know, it's easy when I call him, I say, oh, mommy, can you imagine what that person is doing, at me for, doing to me at work? Can you imagine that lady did not greet me? But when it's hanker, Hmm? So one of the things we first do is we try to talk about it. There is this school of thought about don't tell people about your marriage. Now, have people that even your marriage is accountable to. Right? So we have people that we look up to. We have people that can correct us. That we've given position to say this and this and this is what you should do. But we never get to get to that place if we can solve our differences ourselves. Do you guys understand the balance? So start 
with ensuring that you guys can iron things out. But create a buffer that in case we still see different, we see different views over the same matter, we have people that can entrust. We know that their counsel is valid. One of the things I find out that a lot of people do is, in those people that are the external people, people now start to pick the people that will speak their own language. Now, Emissi will look for someone that is her friend, that most likely will defend her. I will look for someone. No, it is a decision we prayed about. Who do we talk to? Because at the point where it is bigger than us, it's bigger than our marriage, it would be foolishness for us to now start to add sentiments in looking for solution. It's like you going to the doctor because you fell ill and you have no medications at home. You now go to the doctor and you say, doctor, if it's Panadol, give me. But if it's syringe or injection, don't give me. Do you really want to get whole? Why don't you just get whole? Whatever it will take, sir. I can't do it by myself. Can you help me? Now, what am I trying to say, guys? One of the things that we started to do is, in matters of conflict resolution, I always tell her, see, that you, that you are saying something that I don't agree with does not mean that you are wrong. I'm not just seeing it yet. I believe that God has put something in my wife that is to help me. I believe that there are the blind spots in my life that I don't see. God has given her to see. That's why it is complementary. It is not Lord-servant relationship. So when we have divergent thoughts, oh, I think you should do this. No, why should you? Uh, the first thing I say is, can I hear your own thought again? Now, maybe in the heat of anger, I don't process things properly. I say, you know what? I'm a bit upset now. I, I can't really think straight. And my wife knows that I do a lot of silent treatment. Why, why do I do silent treatment? It's not so that I can hurt her. It's because I used to have a caustic mouth. Oh, they used to know me in school. Oh, yes. I'm not the kind of person that you tell, you insult now, and I wait for you. No. I have. No. And I have your size. I always have it. I have it. I'm a Yoruba boy. I stay with grandma. Yes. So I have it. But you see, part of what I said when I was talking about the fact that we are all imperfect beings when we were born. And God is the one that helps us become perfect. When I got born again, I did not bridle my tongue because I was going to get married. I bridled my tongue because I knew that God wanted a mouth that would speak blessings and not curses. So I started to work on my own tongue. I had no business with Emisi. By that time, I'd never even met Emisi. My work with Christ was totally independent of Emisi. But I was working on myself. That I must be the best version that God has created me to be. That is why when she sees me, she can say it's a good thing. For some of you, character is what is made, making people look at you and say maybe. You don't get. You look at God has blessed you. You have an amazing body. You seem to know Christianity. But there's just this issue. There's just this anger. There's just this lust as a guy. There's just something. That when they come closer, they want to say it's a good thing. But it's a good thing, but. And that is why you need to, you need to, you need to tidy up your foxes. You need to clip them in the wings. You need to work on yourself. And sometimes the reason why God delays you is because he's still giving you more time to work on yourself. Because you get into marriage where it's like a roller coaster. There are certain things that when you do it in the presence of a man, he does not understand how you still call God. So God is saying, can we, can we revisit this again? And there's something a friend of mine told me. See, when God is taking you, taking you through a test, it is not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. God must always deal with it. Some of you, you find out that you're going through life and God reopens a scar. Why does he do it? Because it is the will of God to say, I am your healer. I did not just cover your bandage, I healed your bandage. So God will reveal it again that, see, this 
This neediness, and I'm going to end with this, women and neediness. It may say something, if you wake up every morning and you feel like you are not completing yourself, when you marry the finest, the brightest, the most intelligent, the most anointed, you will still not be complete in yourself. So women come into the marriage and it's almost like everything that I don't want to do. Listen, everything that I don't want to do, he must do it. He did not even open the door for me. It's a show of gesture, but auntie, what you, Roma? It's a show of love. I could do it to show you I love you. But it's not a, it, it does not make me morally bankrupt. Or it does not make me less than myself. Or it does not make my show of love less because I'm not the one that always opens the door. If you want me to open the doors for you, I can start to learn it and I can start to do it for you. But do not make it seem like as if you are entitled to the, for the door to be opened onto. You understand? It's, the God, it's God that makes it that opens the door that no man can shut. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Now, sorry? Neediness. I want a guy, and the world has told us this. I want a guy that is bright. I want a guy. The question you should ask free the guy that is bright, free, be the girl that is bright. Be the girl that is smart. Be the girl that has respect. Be that, and guess what? You would attract in your kind. You will attract in your kind. Let me give you a very funny thing. A girl doesn't want to commit into full holiness. Hmm? So she wants to live a life of in and out. I still want to listen to Naira Mali. I still want to do those kind of things, but I still want to go to Jesus and do church. But you forget that it is in those areas where you are not being disciplined that you can also get the kind of guy that is of that same level. And guess what? You will vibe. You know why you will vibe? Because you have not deadened your flesh. So he will say some things. He will tickle you in a fancy way. And you say, oh my God, he's so cool. He's so good. But the two of you are still not working on a thing to get, like, your salvation is still half measure. Then you get in. It's funny, sometimes you can even meet him in church. Yeah. Yes. 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 But you see, it's not the church that makes him whole. It's his lifestyle. It's God that makes him whole. If you are not looking out for God, if you feel that the holy atmosphere here is what keeps people from stealing your phone, you will draw a phone, eh? <laughs> Try it. If you feel it's that the fact that I'm calling on the name of Jesus that stops people from stealing phone, drop it. It's the same way. That the fact that we call God does not mean everybody that comes in has the right heart. The Bible says even the devil was walking to and fro. What was he looking for? Did the ski lost? He was looking for who to devour. So there are still some people that will come to church and that is why, sisters, I beg of you and my wife knows this thing. I'm still going to go to neediness. Please, let's be careful with the things we wear. Let's be careful with the things we show people. I told people that, see, I'm almost getting tired now. They say that we should not look for, there are certain people we cannot follow because their dress is skinty. Then we now say we are following our Christian people and the dress is still skinty. Kinikama will buy. And I said that, please, we need to help us. And I know there's a school of thought that says, no, sir, you are a product of your own salvation. My miniskirt must not affect your salvation. We are not saying it's affected. We are just saying, help us. We are in that process. We used to live that life where miniskirt used to tickle our fancy. Now we are loving God. Don't remind me of what I'm coming from. Help me. Mm. Help us. Back to neediness. Back to neediness. Half and half is not what makes holy marriage. It's one and one. So the question I want to ask you is, do you really feel minus your age factor, which is another biggest misconception, do you feel you are ready to marry, not by how old you are, but how in Christ you are whole? 
how in Christ you are whole. I think I need to stop now. Can we all rise up? The missus is going to take over. All right, we're going to do everything quickly. Can you put your hands together to Jesus? Let's rise. We had a conversation yesterday, and we were saying to ourselves, you put us in places and we can function, preach. We can be at work, work. You know, like what Amazon was saying, the more I've been able to utilize what God has given, I've seen the Lord multiply. What he forgot to say was, um, October, something happened in our lives, our life changed again. Now, before I was working from home, and when I go from institution, I'm traveling and all of that, but it has gotten 100% again. Like, it's increased times 10. So, my husband comes home now. Sometimes he comes home before me. So, he's used to coming home to see me. Now, I come home to meet him, and he's like, ah, oh, mommy, it's me that I pray, oh. and I'm seeing. So, the state you're seeing, the person you're with or you want to be with, is not the state it will always be. They will forever evolve. So, question is, Father, make me evolve as well. I don't know if anything we've said today has blessed you. I realize that we're not just a people that we love God. We love ourselves. We love people. I, I'm tired of seeing Christians that are born again but social work. I'm tired of seeing people that you're struggling in your marriage. It breaks the heart. Like, I can't understand it. And guys, I heard testimonies when I was single. People were single. say, what about me? Listen to about what happens in marriage and, and trace yourself how you can function as a single person. I don't even, that makes sense. Everything he said today, trace it, you are single, find how it applies to you. I had a testimony. I've never had a better answer. I didn't, I heard this, um, was Papa, 35 years, da, 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 da. When you hear testimony, some of you laugh at it like it's not possible. And that's what you're not seeing happen in your life. When I heard it, I chased after it. I heard from three different people. Privileged with Pastor Pastor Taiwo, and Pastor Bimbo, late Pastor Bimbo, I heard our messages back to back to back. And I kept holding on to it. Will you marry? I said it. I realized. Every, when I got married, my giftings, it was just heightened. Same thing with my husband, heightened. Even the things we're doing now, we're seeing the business, we're seeing the all. I'm like, oh, I don't even know. Yesterday was encouraging me. How am I juggling all of this? I don't even know. That, that. My point, I've never needed a word of encouragement and my husband did not have it. Never. So you see the man of God you are seeing here, the woman of God here, he's not a woman of God at home. I get to, I'm a missy. And my husband had to be the one to speak over me. We're going to pray. You're going to pray. If you are married and your marriage is shaky, commit it to God. Remember, one of our two guys got married yesterday. God still speaks to people about who to marry. My husband would tell you, you didn't hear a voice, so, so you are different. Me, I had conviction story, I had book. My husband did not hear Jack. All he knew, I had peace. I liked the girl. We are lying. I have peace and he pursued because he had a relationship with God. I kid you not, guys, we're not trying to be happy. We are truly blessed. We pinch ourselves on like, are we really married? Is this really it? And then I hear other people's testimony. It can be heaven on earth, even till date. We're still praying, Father, we'll never, since 2012, I have never had a better yesterday. Maureen is there. So you're going to cry to God. I'm telling you, it's possible. Cry to God, Father, I will not miss it. And if you are here, you're in a wrong relationship, you know it. Align. Can you, if you are single, do vow with Jesus. I, didn't, I, used to, I didn't, never knew this was a big deal. 
Apparently, some of us, because we're married and you are speaking in tongues, you don't know what people go through with the pressure of vow. I don't know. I've never, but I'm learning it. Can you hold your hands? Like, no, no, don't hold your hands. Like, can you talk to God now about your needs? And we're ending the service. Talk to God now. There's a grace in the house. It flows from Pastor Tai would require. Like, marriages are blessed in Fountain of Life Church. Homes are made. What is that thing you're going through in your, in your, in your marriage? Is it finances? Talk to God. Are you single? Yes. Say, Father, reveal to me. Those are prayers I will pray when I was single. What are the things in me that will repel my husband from me? What are the things that will push me aside and push me away? Lord, I ask, build me. Build me. Build me. Build me. Teach me. Teach me how to love. Teach me how to receive love. In Jesus' name of prayer. Our dear Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you all the praise. If you're here and you're struggling to love again or trust, can you raise your hand? All eyes closed. You're struggling to trust or love again. Raise your hands. Father, Lord, I pray for these ones. Heal them. Strengthen them. Help them to receive love without suspicion. Help them receive love without suspicion. And the ones that believe they heard God and they pursued. And then they are blaming if they really heard God. God comforts them to know you are always speaking. It is well with our spirit, soul and body in Jesus name. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Thank you Jesus. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Thanks for listening to the sermon. Hope you enjoyed it. For more information, please visit imisiowalabi.com. I stand amazed at you